Well, good morning, men. Happy Tuesday. How's everybody doing today? All right. Well, I love Christmas. I love it's my favorite time of the year. I look forward to the lights and the just the whole season. And uh, y'all probably didn't know y'all were gonna get to do Christmas in May with me today. <laughs> but uh, yes, I love Christmas. In fact, I'm one of those people. I listen to uh, Christmas music all year long. Um, and I think as Christians, we get to experience that Christmas time joy every day. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I also enjoy writing rockabilly music, so it's only natural that I would want to write a rockabilly Christmas song. I'm going to share that with you here in just a moment, and if you'll bear with me, the first two verses are actually secular in nature, but it's the third verse in the story of writing this song that actually gives us uh, our topic of discussion today. I don't really remember when I wrote that first verse in chorus, but I had it for years, and I would sing it anytime I got a chance. And then somewhere around 2010, I had a neighbor um, that was going to sing at a retirement community. And she asked me if I'd play the guitar for her while she sang. And she also told me that I could sing a couple of songs if I wanted to. And I thought, this is a great time to debut my Christmas song. But it's only got one verse, and so I need, <laughs> I need to do something here. So um, I was able to scrape together a second verse and was able to share that song that day. And it wasn't long after that that I got deciding or got to thinking that uh, I can't I can't have a Christmas song that doesn't acknowledge the reason for the season. And so those first two lines came to me really quick. Was, There's a reason for the season. We all celebrate a baby born in a manger that first Christmas day. And then as I kind of worked through it, I thought, well, it'd be cool if I could finish it with the common Christmas phrase about goodwill to men. But that third line just wouldn't come to me. In fact, I worked on it for years. And uh, over time, I finally abandoned trying to finish the song with the line, goodwill to men, and would just work and come up with a third and fourth line that would work. But when I'd get a song that would, uh, the lyrical phrasing was good, it just didn't quite capture the meaning of Christmas. And when I would get something that I thought captured the meaning of Christmas, well, the phrasing was awkward. So I just couldn't get there. And I really, really wanted to finish this song. And so finally, I just prayed about it. I said, Lord, if you could say anything to the world with the last two lines of this song, what would it be? And a couple of days later, a line came to me. And it was almost as if God said, I only need one line. And it's the Christ child came so we can be born again. And then my line, bringing peace on earth and goodwill to men fit. I was like, there it is. The song's finished. Praise the Lord. And But ever since that day, it's been pressed upon my heart on how important it is that we're born again. God wants the people to be born again. <clears throat> and so uh, before we go any further, I'm going to share this Christmas song with you, and then, then we'll talk a little bit about being born again. Merry, merry 
subject and it can be very personal for each of us if we tried to touch on every aspect of it we would be here for quite a while but today I'm just going to highlight three points on what being born again means to me it begins with the choice then you get to grow your relationship with Christ and study his word and the third point is it's a calling or to say it another way you get a chance to go be who God called you to be this aligns very well with our church's mission statement of connecting upward, inward, and outward to make disciples of Jesus Christ, which has been inspired by the greatest commandment from Mark 12, 30 and 31. And you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I believe being born again is a lifelong journey learning to live those verses every day to our fullest potential. So first off, it's a choice. We get to choose Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Several years ago, I had an army buddy, one that's chosen <clears throat> chosen to reject many of our Christian beliefs, post something on Facebook along the lines of, I don't know how anyone could follow a God that would set them up for failure with a tree in the garden. It made me angry, and I'll admit it offended me quite a bit. But as I pondered over that through the years, I've come to realize that, one, God is God no matter what anybody thinks. And two, God respects our choices, and we have free will. <clears throat> My opinion is that tree had to be in the garden. Without it, there wasn't a choice. Without a choice, there's not free will. And we are actually left with part of that same choice today. Do we choose God's way or some other truth? Now realize I have truth here in quotes because I believe God's way is the truth. And luckily for us, God has sent his son and we have the free, will, free gift of salvation. When we choose Jesus, when we, we have the free will of salvation when we choose Jesus. And we all know um, John 3.16 very well. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. But how often do we continue on to the next two verses in 17.18? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. So what choice do you make? Choosing Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the beginning of our born-again journey. So now that we get, now we get to move on to the next phase, we have the opportunity to grow with Christ and learn more about his ways. Once you make the choice, you become a child of God and you're called into the family business, which is the making of disciples. 
Matthew 28, 19 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, understand that any work that we have the privilege to do as children of God is not work for salvation. That's always a free gift. But instead, I'm talking about how awesome it is that God allows us to participate with him to build his kingdom as we grow in our born-again journey. A few years ago, we had a men's retreat out at Hidden Falls Ranch. And I was served on the altar team out there, and I had a man come up and ask for prayer. And normally when I pray for someone, I'll just start and kind of wait for the Spirit to lead me. But I started praying, and nothing ever came. So I ended up just saying, Lord, be with this man with whatever he asked me to pray for. And to me, it was a very awkward and shallow prayer. And uh, I, it, it kind of bugged me all night long. I had trouble getting to sleep that night. And as I meditated over it, I finally decided that this man must not have been honest in his prayer request. And that when I found him the next day, I needed to tell him, you need to give the, the real reason to God, and then everything would be okay. Well, that first morning, our first lesson was on our um, Christian learning. And basically, leaders are readers, and we should be intentional about our learning more, learning more and drawing close to Christ. And that is through our Christian study that we build our library for ministry. And bam, it hit me. That awkward prayer wasn't for that man. It was a lesson for me. I turned to my ministry library, and the shelf was empty. And so it's something that I work on to this very day. And uh, as we grow in Christ, our ability to minister hurting, broken, and needy grows well. It's very important we prepare ourselves to be ready when we are called to ministry, which could be as simple as ministering to a friend, serving on a ministry team at church, or maybe as great as sharing the good news to thousands. So now my final point. It's a calling. Go be who God called you to be. In today's society, we have an almost overwhelming call to be who you want to be and to live your own truth. But the meaning of life is actually found in being who God called you to be. This is also where you'll find not only the joy of the Lord, but find it's where you're most comfortable sharing Christ with others. It's been spoken over me that my songwriting will be my main means of ministry. And here I am up here getting to share, share with you today. And, and uh, it does, while it is uncomfortable for me to get up here and speak, and don't get me wrong, God does call us to get uncomfortable as he grows us in our ministry. But I could sing to you all day long. And so I've had the opportunity to give a couple other Brave Hearts talks, and I've been able to share songs through those. And, and uh, I still have three more what I call church songs. So I haven't had a chance to share those, so I'm going to share those with you this morning. I'm just going to quit talking and share these um, last three songs with you. But um, think about what God's calling you to do, do and be ready to step out and do it. So this first song is called uh, No Greater Love, and it was actually inspired by a poem that my mom kept on her mirror. And when I started writing songs, I thought, hey, I'm going to set this poem to music. And it didn't take me long to realize this isn't a very lyrical poem. <laughs> and so I was only able to take the first two lines, which are No Greater Love, can he give there's no greater love than his and make a song out of it and so here's no greater love 
song is called glory land and it's actually my parents favorite song that I've written so we'll dedicate that to them this morning Prophets told of your coming Yeah, they told how things would be Told of your birth in Bethlehem How your death would set us free Streets with you, 
hold your hand Glory land You suffered under Pontius Pilate And they hung you on the cross But anyone who calls out to your name Be Satan's laws Lord, I want to live my life for you Lord, I want to walk golden streets with you Lord, I want to give you all I can want to hold your hand in glory land When at last we reach the goal Watch those holy gates close behind us And we'll raise our voice in praise Lord, I want to live my life for you Lord, I want to walk golden streets with you Lord, I want to give you all I can Want to hold your hand in Glory land Lord, I want to live my life for you Lord, I want to walk golden streets with you Lord, I want to give you all I can Want to hold your hand in Glory land Want to hold your hand in Glory land So this next song that I'm going to play is my newest song, and uh, I've shared it with a few people, but this is going to be the first time I've got to play it in public, so I wanted to share that with, with you this morning, it's called uh, Use Us For Your Glory. Let the blind see and the lame walk, let the deaf hear and the dumb talk, let the lost be found, the broken be made whole. Let those trapped in sin find freedom for their soul. Lord Jesus, we praise your name. Speak your word into us, Lord. Use for your glory. Pour your spirit to us, Lord. Use for your glory. Our hearts are open wide. Use for your glory, for your spirit to us. 
lift our hands up high. We worship you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we praise your name. Let the dark be pierced by your shining light. Let us be the lamps to help it shine bright. Let us plant the seeds of generations and declare your good news to every tribe and nation. Lord Jesus, we praise your name. Speak your word into us, Lord. Use for your glory, boy. Spirit to us, Lord. Use us for your glory. Our hearts are open wide. Lord, waken your thank you that you've sent your son so we can be born again. And we thank you that we get to participate in you in building your kingdom. Dear Lord, I pray for each man here, dear Lord, bless their homes and protect their homes, dear Lord. And just ask that you give each one of us a vision of how you want us to um, serve serve you, dear Lord. And just ask that you make us bold in that. Let us step from here and uh, do, do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.